two, one. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Real View Podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Warren. Uh, I'm losing my train of thought already. This is not good. Uh, welcome back. New week, new day, uh, new guest. Here with me today, my buddy Tavis. Tavis, how are you, man? Hi, what's up, Warren? You know, I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty yeah. Good. Excited awesome. for this. Awesome. Uh, Tavis, for those who don't know you or your taste, what would you say are some of your favorite movies, favorite directors to kind of get you off? Favorite movies, um, The Untouchables. Oh, yeah, yeah. The movie, Dark Knight, obviously. Yep. Um, Grand Budapest Hotel. Yep. Uh, favorite directors, Christopher Nolan, Easy, Wes Anderson, and Martin McDonough. Nice, nice. Martin McDonough needs to, like, do something new, you know? Like, yeah, he, we haven't seen him since uh, Three Billboards. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I need I'm another waiting. thing. I need... <laughs> and then Wes Anderson, he's got one in the tank yep. uh, later this year. Yeah, I'm excited. That movie Super looks wild. It looks but... amazing. <laughs> the cast is, like, all the best from all the I know, he's got, like, literally everybody. He's He's got to owe favors to a lot of people. Uh, so, we got a lot of uh, spoiler discussions today. So, for those who haven't seen... Loki, Black Widow, or Django, you are out of luck. We're going to probably get into all these. Spoiler. So, I guess first off, we'll go with Loki. The finale aired today. Um, Fresh thoughts right off the bat. That was crazy. Loved it. Oh, yeah. We finally learned uh, who's behind the timekeepers after all this time. Uh, He remains. Yeah, he who remains. Kang, my boy Jonathan Majors, stepping up to bat. I love him. Uh, I loved how, like, I don't know, he felt, like, quirky. You know, he didn't feel like threatening he yeah. was more like i don't know i, yeah, I can't like really describe it. he was like Moriarty twitching. or something yeah sure like home something like that yeah almost like a joker a little bit like, right like, like he knew everything that was gonna happen mm-hmm. until like that direct moment where he's like all right mm-hmm. and now i don't know anything i like mm-hmm. that i thought that was cool i remember he came on screen and i was like who is this guy I was like, oh okay this is that guy jonathan majors yeah i've never seen him in anything really yeah and then he comes in and he starts acting and i was i remember after about a few minutes i was like okay this guy's really good like i'm gonna love this guy this yeah guy he's, he's been really good he's been coming on in the scene he's been in a few indie stuff mm-hmm. uh uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco, which mm-hmm. is really good. And he's in an HBO show called Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. But now, like, I feel like he's going to take off. He's got to be in, like, after this, I feel like he's going to be in, like, a lot of the MCU stuff. Probably, yeah, he's got to be. Is he going to be, like, I, I'm just speculating, but, like, maybe he's the next, like, big bad of the I think so. Marvel phase. Because, like, cause the whole thing with Kang, um, for those who don't know, and I don't know why you're listening to this at this point, but, um, <laughs> like... Kang pretty much said, like, all right, listen, you can either leave me be, or you can either take control of, like, the time stuff, mm-hmm. or you kill me, and literally all my variants are going to, like, come mm-hmm. after everybody. Yeah. And Sylvie, of course, because she's doesn't know anything different, you know, stabs him, mm-hmm. and just leaves him die, and now, yeah. you know, the whole universe has gone into the multiverse, okay. which, yeah, I mean, that's going to set the stage for, like, the Spider-Man, you know, there's yeah, rumors definitely. that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield oh, are going to show up. For sure please, please, let them be I think he was confirmed, wasn't him and Jamie Foxx? They keep trying to, like, hide it, but, like, no, yeah. I think they're in it, yeah. I think they were confirmed, or at least confirmed, right. doing air quotes, and yeah. then I don't think Tobey Maguire and... Andrew Garfield were confirmed. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to trust really those reports. Either they're going to be in it for like the whole thing or they're going to be in it at like the tail end. But like the Spider Verse thing. Right. Come in for like five minutes. Yeah, man. Yeah. Listen, I'm just here for Toby. If I get Toby Mm -hmm. back, I'm going to like scream. It's going to be awesome. Oh, I know, right? It's going to be incredible. The, uh, but yeah, crazy episode. Um, crazy ending because like Loki. We don't know really where he is because he's in like some sort of different alternate. Yeah, multiverse because nobody recognizes him. It's pretty exciting. Uh, and then I think I heard that Loki's going to be in the Doctor Strange sequel. I was reading somewhere I about so. that. So, I mean, it's just going to go off from yeah. here. 
I'm excited. It seems, yeah, it seems like they have to include them, right? Like, King has to be in the next movies, and Loki somehow has to be in or something. Like, it seems like if they just don't talk about it, you're like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, where is everything? If you're following this, because it seems like that's going to mess everything up. So right. it has to be involved somehow. It's interesting that, like, y- y- when everybody was watching WandaVision, everyone's like, oh, my goodness, like, Wanda's going to break the multiverse, mm-hmm. and then that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, when that didn't happen, I'm like, oh, okay, Marvel's probably not going to, like, introduce that until Spider-Man. Yeah. And then, it, like, this last episode of Loki, uh, like maybe the most like influential like marvel yeah. content that we've had like, so like push everything snap. forward yeah Basically, yeah because yeah. like beforehand we really didn't know like what the grand plan was you know because mm-hmm. like I, uh, and this isn't really a bad thing like I, I'm, I'm all for like having your own solo like contained stories doing their own thing mm-hmm. but like after endgame like where do you go and mm-hmm. so i think it's interesting that like here we finally have a through line of like okay all right we're so we're dealing with like multiverse mm-hmm. multiverse and like all that kind of craziness mm-hmm. um yeah, really crazy. So overall, I guess, of Loki, what were your overall thoughts? Um, compared to the other two, I liked WandaVision, uh-huh. even though a little the end, a little... Eh, kind of fell, like fell off I feel like it kind of fell off a little bit. Yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier, I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like it kind of went a little better for me, but uh-huh. not great. Sure. Loki, I felt like, was awesome. So consistently, they, would consistently you say this really is the best good. of the three? Defin- yeah, for me, definitely the best one. Yeah. I also just like that vibe. I like, like, thrillers and mystery shows. Right. And this one was so good at that. It took, like, Marvel and put it together with, like, criminal minds a little bit yeah i think i was impressed that uh i didn't know anything about it going in because i didn't watch any of the mm-hmm. trailers i thought going in and this isn't a bad thing but i thought it was going to be much more like oh Loki's going to go to this time period and like mm-hmm. mess around and then he's going to go to this period but like no it's like this mystery like yeah. who's at the like, top of this uh, thing like it was like this conspiracy thriller mm-hmm. and i thought that was pretty exciting um exciting, yeah. i loved owen wilson i thought he was great oh, he's one of my favorite actors yeah anything he's in i love it <laughs> I, I just watched wedding crashers on the Dude, I just watched that like yesterday. Yeah. Oh, this movie's so good. He's great. (laughs) It's a stupid movie, but he's in it, so I love it. (laughs) He's amazing. He didn't get his jet ski, which was sad. I know. That better be in season two. Yeah, I hope they Marvel better know at this point. They gotta give him they gotta give him the jet ski. They need that, and then we need him to say wow, you know, in the Owen Wilson way. That's all we need. Gotta put it in. Yeah. Um I, I enjoyed it. Uh I do I will say my hot take here, I feel like my interest for the show was only like really high whenever there was like a cliffhanger i feel like they relied really heavily on like mm-hmm. here's a big cliffhanger and yeah. then they would like resolve it and then it kind of move forward until yeah. like the next cliffhanger i wish it was a little more like exciting throughout instead mm-hmm. of like at the very end but i mean it was still really mm-hmm. entertaining yeah i agree with that the only thing that i was thinking about kang even though i love jonathan majors in that was like remember with the thanos stuff you'd see like like a second of him, one movie, then like five seconds, the next movie, and it was more of his face, and we only mean like slower, and then right. Infinity War was like, bam, and you're like, oh my god, so now I feel like we just saw a whole 20-minute monologue of the guy, so if he becomes the next big villain, it's kind of like, wait, I already saw how like goofy he was, like it doesn't really, you know what I mean, it doesn't make me the same impact Yeah. Do you like think Thanos coming in. Do you think maybe the variants will be like more like serious or something? I, I assume so. Yeah, but it'll be weird, it'll be weird to like set that up. Yeah, I don't know, that'll be interesting, because he... You just saw so much of him just goofing around and right. playing with them and like, oh, I'm tired, just kill me. Like, Wait, I'm supposed to be scared of this guy. I mean, right. Kang. So I was gonna bring that up. So you know, have you seen like the He Who Remains, like the old pictures of him in the comics, like this withered old man who yeah. looks like that guy, Emperor Snoke or whatever in Star Wars, kind of looked like him. Right. And then so this one, I guess they're merging it, right? Obviously, he's just a variant. Right. So that character's the same as Kang. So I guess I wonder how many other ones they could say are Kang. You know, like. Right. Could they say like Doctor Doom or somebody random? Someone like a very, yeah. yeah, I don't know what. I mean, they could do really anything, I guess. Yeah, the possibilities are definitely endless. Um, yeah, I was happy that I was worried 
and I don't know, I don't know really what I was expecting. I was worried that like the guy behind it all would have just been another Loki, and I was like, mm-hmm. that'd be kind of yeah, lame. lame. But I didn't know like what the I, I I I never really know what these MCU shows are like capable of because they got like the budget of like yeah. a movie. Mm-hmm. So like special effects wise, you know, it looks as good as like mm-hmm. anything you see. Uh, that opening scene. Yeah. The, the with like the time and, the and time. it's going through like, like space and everything. Watching? Yeah, I'm like oh my god. <laughs> watching a Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> like, what the space, the final super frontier. Cool, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that was cool. Um. But yeah, I just didn't know, like, who was going to pop up. Like, for some reason, I'm like, are they going to bring in Chris Hemsworth at all? Like, as a variant or yeah. anything? But they didn't do that. Um, but I, I, I was, I, I heard about, like, Kang, because he was announced to be the villain of uh, Ant-Man, the third right. Ant-Man yeah. movie. Probably so I, I knew he was going to show up, like, uh-huh. down the line. But I was surprised. I'm like, oh, yeah, now. Um, that movie's not for like two more years. Yeah, yeah, but I guess that's I you know they're setting all this stuff up. They got yeah. they got plans. But uh, no, overall I, I enjoyed it. Um, I liked Sylvie a lot. I think she was my favorite mm-hmm. character in yeah, the show. Yeah, really good character. Um, yeah, I just hope she's okay. We didn't really see anything of her after she stabbed yeah, she uh, Kang. Fell down or something. It was yeah, like shocked and then ended. I guess she's. I, I'm she's assuming she'll there. be back. I hope she'll be back. Yeah, I, I think she will. Um, it was but interesting they kissed. I wasn't sure what they were gonna do with that. Were yeah, they take it or kind of leave it because they're the same person. Yeah, like, I guess it's sort of like okay? this. It might be like this self love metaphor I, sort yeah, of thing. I guess. Which I mean, that's kind of cute. Yeah. but I mean, it is. It, the, the thing is, it's a fictional concept, so we don't oh, yeah. need to worry too much about it. I but it, like, huh. there's a moment where you're thinking about it, and you're like, oh. It's like the boys when he starts kissing himself. Right. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> meant to be creepy, but this one's different. But yeah, you don't really concept. know. Yeah, but I liked all the different Lokis. Um, I loved Owen mm-hmm. Wilson. He was awesome. Uh, Sylvie was great. Tom Hiddleston, perfect as always. Like, mm-hmm. it, it must be effortless for him at this point. You know, like, yeah. he's just like, yeah, I can just do it, you know, really quickly. Mm-hmm. And he's back as Loki. Yeah, he's like Robert Downey Jr. now. It's just secondhand. Right, it's secondhand nature, right. Yeah, the other Lokis are great. We're talking about the alligator Loki. And yeah. The Loki. And like the grand Loki or whatever, like sacrificed yeah. himself. I Richard love that. Grant. Yeah, he was awesome. Richard Grant, yeah. <laughs> that was Remember, so much fun. Like Doctor Who days, he was one of my favorite, um, like, gruff English actors like oh awesome he's a Loki like I wish he didn't die if she was a right four. yeah bring him back I, know, I hope they do bring him back season two yeah I'm just interested to see I guess where it's gonna go but I mean you know we just had the finale today so we're thinking like I don't know when they're gonna bring that second season back but yeah, hopefully I just, soon. I was just reading that it's not gonna be even shooting till like January 2022 yeah that makes so sense probably January 2023 is probably gonna see it, which is infuriating yeah but, but hey at least with COVID like stuff is filming now so at least yeah. you know we have a mainline schedule and stuff like that which is mm. nice um yeah i guess it'll be interesting to see where it goes um but yeah i guess positive i i i did enjoy it um even if my interest wasn't like a hundred percent in mm-hmm. it's definitely pretty cool and i like all the time tra- i love oh the clock jump scare that freaked me out oh and the clock popped up. yeah the clock is weird it mrs time miss minutes or something minutes, yeah. yeah something like that i thought she was gonna be something more yeah like she was at first second i thought oh no is she the one in that's the what i thought too i'm like whoa like, wait what the heck is this <laughs> a cartoon clock no yeah, way and then she just like kind of vanished right right yeah, I thought that was cool. That was really funny. But yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, mm-hmm. Especially seeing how to like tie into things. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where it's going to tie in. I guess Spider-Man's probably going to be the closest thing probably. that we'll see it connect with. Because I don't, I don't know if like Eternal is going to have anything to do with it. No, I don't think so either. Or Shang-Chi. I don't know probably if that'll have anything yeah. to do with it. But, but that's what I'm saying. I feel like they have to have something to do with it now because it seems almost like 
unless that's based like before because yeah maybe to, people i guess are just colliding and wars are happening yeah that's what this basically set up and all of a sudden be like oh wait yeah just enjoy this movie about shade don't, <laughs> even, don't even think about this right I mean, maybe it's before there might be connective tissue maybe like the end credit will be a little connected you know oh yeah like, probably like the end of black i guess widow. yeah speaking of black widow we should probably uh transition to that black widow just came out uh scarlett johansson's in my opinion, overdue Marvel movie. This mm-hmm. should have come out like come out a while ago. Yeah, I think. I, so I, I liked it. I actually had a good time with mm-hmm. it. My biggest problem is she's dead. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like it lessens the mm-hmm. impact just a little bit because like I'm having a good time and all, but then like when the movie's ending, I'm like, oh wait, she's mm-hmm. dead. Yeah, I went into it not very excited. I mean, yeah, I want to watch it. Obviously, I went to see it opening day, but I was like, oh, she's dead. Yeah, <laughs> it's a prequel. It's you know, I'm kind of know sort of what's gonna happen you know the end i mean it was a really good movie but yeah i don't i don't like those kind of i think they kind of just threw it in there it should have been released years ago yeah. it should have been like after civil war would have been perfect right like, yeah because that's amazing. right where it takes place that in the timeline would have been amazing but they kind of put it in at the end kind of like captain marvel a little bit like yeah it came out earlier right you're like we should have had this beforehand and, yeah right yeah, but I think I, my, my favorite thing about Black Widow is I really liked all the character stuff. I thought yeah, I um, Florence Pugh like, stole the movie as mm-hmm. her sister. I thought she was great. David Harbour, I thought he was fun. Um, Rachel Weisz, <laughs> I love her. She didn't really do a lot in the mm-hmm. movie, but I thought I, I thought the whole family dynamic was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, the whole... The, the big villain, I thought, kind of showed up a little late, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, you know, oh, Drykov or whatever, like, mm-hmm. he's the big bad guy, but he didn't show up until, like, the last 20 minutes, and I'm like, I'm not yeah. really afraid of this guy, but I like the whole thing of, like, I don't know, Black Widow, to, like, save her conscience, you know, she's got to, like, destroy yeah. the thing that she left. I liked all that stuff. I thought I that was cool. I'm trying to leave a couple issues I had with it. One was um, Taskmaster. Yeah. Awesome villain. Mm-hmm. Like the way in the first fight, you know, mimicking her moves, whatever. Yeah. And then I didn't really use it after that. So I, I, I heard her to mimic all these other people and yeah. these things and it didn't really happen. There's a weird setup in the movie where like David Harbour, he's talking about like fighting Captain America. Mm-hmm. And when he's facing off against Taskmaster, I thought Taskmaster was going to like yeah. take the form of Captain America yeah, or something like too. that. But he just takes the form of Black Panther. And I'm like, huh? I know. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah which was like, cool, but I'm like, I don't, I don't, you, but you yeah, had a good that was payout. about it. I wanted her to do like so many more things. Yeah, I, I like, I like the reveal of Taskmaster because again, mm-hmm. the whole thing about like, she's trying to like, I don't know, kind of like, I don't know, make herself feel better by like saving mm-hmm. all these people, and I like the idea that like one of her moral conflicts when she thought she took out the Red Room was, like, mm-hmm. she had to blow up a child. And yeah. I like the fact that, like, oh, turns out Taskmaster was this child yeah. that you had to blow up. And then the like entire final fight, like, she's trying to save her, even mm-hmm. though she's getting her ass kicked. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I feel like she'll be back, though. I feel like... But maybe. she's good now, right? They sprayed her with that But thing. you can still do the whole, like, oh, I'm mimicking Avenger moves or something That's like true. that. I agree it was a waste of concept, but, I, it, like, character-wise, yeah. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, the other thing about that bomb, which I thought right at the movie end, I was like, wow, how bad are they at putting a bomb? They didn't kill either. <laughs> they didn't kill Drake off, and they didn't kill the girl. And that was like two, I was like, they didn't really mess that yeah, up. Yeah, they're not, I guess these assassins are very good. And she had all the burns, you know, and he had nothing. Right, but he was what, fine. They put it like on the girl and not on the the, guy, the one dude they were trying to get rid of. They, yeah. They didn't do anything to him. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on. Come on, guys. Your master's fine. Right. Totally messed that up. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I think... Yeah, I guess the character stuff was the biggest thing for me. Because, like, the action is kind of, like, fine. I don't know. There was nothing really special. Mm-hmm. I like the, the fight with Taskmaster on the bridge. I thought that was kind of cool. That was cool. Um, 
But I don't know. I just felt like the character stuff was unusually yeah. strong. In the beginning, I really liked. Yeah, that with the opening credits family. and like it was really dark. Yeah, because what that what's that story? The um, the Americans like a show about. Yeah, with like the Russians yeah, undercover. The real, the true story of those Russians undercover, really similar to that. Yeah, I, I remember when I thought of that. Right when I saw it, and I was like, "Oh, this is so cool! Like this is what this is real. You know, people did this." Right. And then I kind of wish they did more of that, but I mean, it makes they couldn't do that for the whole movie. Yeah, I, the opening stuff I thought was strong, and then it kind of like I don't know the first thirty minutes after that title, I'm kind of like, "All right, what are we doing here?" Mm-hmm. But then as soon as she like reconnects with like her family and stuff, I was like, "Okay, this is like interesting." Because mm-hmm. normally my thing is with like a Marvel movie is like there's not a lot of emotional stuff I can latch on to most mm-hmm. of the time, mm-hmm. but I felt like here there's like a really strong. Yeah, I don't know. Strong, yeah. I just felt like the whole like family trying to like the fact that they weren't really a family, mm-hmm. but like. They felt like a family. I liked all that. Yeah, stuff. That, I, I liked that. That was pretty cool. I thought all that stuff was strong. Yeah, I remember when they were talking about at the very beginning when he was like, or I guess not in the very beginning, a little bit later when he was chasing around that building, you know, yeah, uh, Secretary Ross or whatever. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, <laughs> like, where <laughs> what's are going on? Exactly. I was like, when he said you you assaulted the king of Wakanda, I was like, the king of Wakanda. Yeah. Like he didn't he die in that? I was like, oh wait, the Black oh wait, Panther. Civil War. Yeah. I was like, she attacked Black Panther. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, he's the king of Wakanda. Yeah. They really said that, not Black Panther, but I guess they didn't really know. Yeah, and I guess they didn't. And then they didn't. Know. And then she was on the run, and I was like, why are they hunting her again? I was like, oh, yeah, she changed sides at the end. I had to kind of piece it all together. That's the unfortunate thing, again, about this movie is, like, it takes place, like, before, like, you know, Endgame, mm-hmm. Infinity War, right after Civil War. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of people, like, focus on the timeline all that yeah. much. So they'll be like, huh? Like, what's going yeah, on like, here? I'm a diehard fan, and I even had to kind of piece yeah. it together. I was like, wait a minute. Oh, right, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, okay. Right, right. But I thought... The viewers kind of confused. <laughs> <laughs> right. I thought the sister stole the show. I liked her joke. Um about like posing and stuff like that and then at the oh, end yeah, like she does funny. the pose and she's like Ugh. like i thought that was funny that was um i will say i thought it got a little too like twisty near the end where it's like oh you thought i would like oh you thought the mom was bad turns out the mom was me and oh, i'm like yeah. all right this is some mission impossible shit like what are we doing here <laughs> yeah, exactly but don't they have those in mission impossible the exact same look yeah they have like the mask things yeah. right and well, I was I like, all right. thinking, I think I've seen that somewhere before. Yeah, <laughs> and then the whole thing, that. I thought it was kind of cool where uh, Drykov was like, you know, oh, you can't, you can't touch me. You know, you're programmed yeah. not to touch me. And she just slams her head on the table and she's like, all right, now I can do it. I'm like, was it that easy? Yeah. I don't know. Like, smell, I guess. Like, yeah. I didn't really understand that. I didn't understand. I thought it was going to be a mind thing or a chip or something. And it was like, yeah. Like, your pheromones? Right. Like that. I like, what that one? They didn't explain that at all. Yeah. I was like, what's going was on a here? Strange. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I, I thought the end credit scene was cool. Um, it was cool. Where they set up uh, that. Uh, Florence Peace character is going to go after Hawkeye. His name Veronica. Uh, who? Florence Peace character? Yelena? No, the agent. Oh, I think it's Veronica. Is it Veronica? I'm trying to. Look. Julia Louise Dreyfus character. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I don't know her name. I don't know. I'm trying to look it up. She's like the Whatever. Nick Fury of like bad guys at the here. moment. Yeah, so they're making what a Dark Avengers or. A... I guess, but I the thing is, is that she's going to be in the Hawkeye Disney Plus show, so I guess mm-hmm. she's going to be hunting down Hawkeye, which sounds awesome. Um, yeah. Florence Pugh is gonna. But okay, here's my that. here's my question. Here's my question. How does she not know that like Black Widow like sacrificed herself? Wouldn't the Avengers have made like a press statement saying, "Hey, by know. the way, Black Widow sacrificed herself." Well, I'm thinking, you know, who who really knew? It was just Hawkeye, right? I guess the so. Only one there, and if yeah. Ask him about it. I'm assuming. Well, first of all, he might not have even gone back to them. That's true. Did, yeah, he, he might... did they ever show him really going back or no? No, I guess he kind of dipped. The fight scene he was there, like he the was there for that, that. yeah, and he was there for the right? funeral. But I guess, yeah, mm-hmm. we don't know. I guess they'll explain. He might have just show. left, you know. Yeah. I'm thinking like maybe they didn't 
maybe they didn't get an explanation. Maybe he was kind of just like, oh, she sacrificed herself for the piece. Yeah, off. just seeing guys to go to wherever he was the whole time he was Ronan. <laughs> I'm not gonna explain myself. But, yeah, uh, you I know. was thinking about that. Like, maybe, oh, wait, maybe they don't know. Because I thought the same thing. I was like, wait, wouldn't people know that she did it heroically? He didn't murder her. Right. Like, I'm just wondering how the conflict isn't gonna be solved by him going, hey, by the way, I didn't kill the sister. Mm-hmm. Like, she sacrificed herself for her own free mm-hmm. will. Well, maybe know. the other thing with that though is she could say, you know, why did you let her? Why wasn't it, why wasn't it you? That's like, true. That's another thing because it kind of should have been him, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm excited to see more of the sister. I think Black Widow itself, like, I feel like that movie was kind of a backdoor pilot for, like, Florence Pugh to kind of, like, arrive in the universe. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we're going to see more of her, like, down the line. Maybe, Maybe she'll take up. Red Guardian. Yeah. I, love I, hope, I, I heard he's coming back, too. Really? So Good. I'm excited for that. I thought Alexi he was really funny. In between the Stranger Things season. Right, like, yeah. the Marvel Universe. <laughs> right. I think, you know, he's being in the gulag in both this and Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, so, really. I mean, you know, he's, he's got his time. I was thinking about that. He was like an American fighting the Russians, and now he's a Russian fighting America. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, my dude's getting typecast. We got to get him out of there. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, I genuinely liked it more than I thought I would. It's not – I don't know if it's necessary, really. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like my dad, like, watches, like, maybe half of the Marvel movies, and he only mm-hmm. watches, like, the ones that are important. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, like, if you're a diehard fan, yeah, check it out. You'll probably like mm-hmm. it. But, like, I don't know. If, you, if you're if you debating on seeing it, you can probably wait. It's mm-hmm. not – if you're a Black Widow fan, definitely. So. Yeah, if you're a Black Widow fan, absolutely. But I mean, if you're like having awesome second thoughts, just wait till it comes out on Disney Plus in like yeah, a few months. I agree with that. Um, but, and with that point you just made, I was gonna ask that to you actually. Like, yeah. do you think people that aren't diehard fans that don't have a Disney Plus subscription that just watch the main movies, you know, they're gonna miss all these shows and come the next movies and be like, what the heck is going? I on? know, right? You, I feel like <laughs> with like the stuff that's happening in the shows, like you kind of gotta be caught up, or else mm-hmm. you're gonna be like left behind in the dust. I assume they think about that though, Disney, right? Because yeah. if you didn't watch Falcon and Winter Soldier and you watch the end credits of Black Widow, you're like, who the who, who is who's that? Movie, right? Yeah. But we're all like, oh, the her. Oh, know? her. We've seen her before, right? And these people, you're gonna come in and they're gonna talk about the multiverse and what they did to right. whatever, and they're gonna be like, what the? What are, you, what are people talking about? Last yeah, movie I saw was. Endgame and then Black Widow and Spider-Man or whatever. I guess they do a good job. Like, for the most part, they do a good job of, like, if you've seen most of them, you'll do a fine job. Like, my dad never saw Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. and he was completely fine in Infinity War. I was like, oh, that's Doctor Strange. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. I feel like some movies you're okay without, like, a lot of context, and some movies mm-hmm. you absolutely need content. Because, like, Endgame, you're going to get nothing out of that if that's, like, your first Marvel movie. Yeah. You know, well, like, yeah. you need to see most of them if yeah. you're going to like Endgame. But, I don't know. It's going to be interesting seeing, like, how people react but like for the most part this franchise has gone so big to the point where it's like most people have seen most of the stuff yeah. you know i don't yeah. know but i mean if you don't have a disney plus account you're pretty much screwed that. there's a lot of people who probably don't have a disney I plus guess account so. yeah so they can pirate or something sure try and find it but if you haven't seen like especially with this new loki episode if you don't see that you're you're at such a disadvantage. Right. The they got to have some recaps or something. Yeah, they might. They, I, I I know uh, YouTube is very helpful. Like, hey, mm-hmm. things to know before checking yeah. out Black Widow or something yeah. like that. I feel like that's helpful. But I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, uh, I guess, what happens. I don't, because mm-hmm. I. it seems like there's two, like, big things they're setting up right now. One is, like, the Hawkeye, yeah. you know, uh, Yelena's going to go after Hawkeye mm-hmm. and hunt him down. And then the other is, like, this multiverse thing, and I'm like, all right, that seems like a lot to juggle, but yeah. I'm sure they're gonna handle it. I mean, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the major storylines they're juggling right now. The the snap, like getting everyone back to their lives. Yeah. Know, the Falcon and Soldier about the WandaVision a little bit too. WandaVision know, like, did a good job with it. I was a little upset in uh, Spider Man how they handled it because they kind of mm-hmm. treated it like a joke, and I'm like, no, I need yeah. to know about like what happened yeah. here. 
Yeah, um, we took it more seriously than the other shows. Right. Um, well, because like Endgame, you know, you're not really focused on that because you're so focused yeah. on like, everybody's back! Yeah. Get them! You know, that sort of thing. Uh, I watched the portal, the movie theater. Right, and everyone's like, ah, oh, Spider-Man! You know, he's back! Um, but then like in Far From Home, I'm like, oh, okay, are we going to get into this? And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, here's a joke about it. I'm like, no, I need to yeah. see that. And WandaVision and Falcon in the Winter Soldier have done a better job of like explaining what that snap stuff was. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. I'm I'm curious as to like where the Eternals were the whole time. Yeah, like, me too. The first thing I thought when I saw the trailer. I was like, did they not give a crap about Thanos? Like, okay. Yeah, I guess go they kind of just stood by. They're like, see ya. Yeah. Um, Sound of TVA. They're like, oh, go ahead, Thanos. I mean, yeah. that's part of the timeline. I, I guess, guess they're just vibing. I don't know. And I mean, she, I'm excited for that one. Uh, mostly because it's Chloe Zhao and she did mm-hmm. Nomadland, which was awesome. And she's going to... Oh, yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, what what a, what a power move to uh-huh. do, like, a Best Picture winner and win Best Director and then immediately do a Marvel movie. It's like, <laughs> that's great. A huge, like, fresh Marvel movie. Right, it's like, oh, yes. yes. Selma Hayek and right. Angelina Jolie. Right. Oof, cannot wait. Yeah, we haven't seen Angelina Jolie in something for a while. Like, she's yeah. been, I mean, she had a movie earlier. What was that one that looked very... I didn't watch it. Either. It was okay. Those Who Wish Me Dead. Yeah, that was like fine. Yeah, where they're running away from some man the whole time. I yeah. Guess. It's fine. I don't know. Max, it's not really worth it. But yeah. I mean, it, it's, it'll be nice to see her. And then uh, Kumail Nanjiani's in it, and I love him. Oh, yeah, she's amazing. He's so good. I love that guy. But yeah, I guess um, so overall a recommendation from Black Widow. I liked it. I had yeah, fun with it. It was good. Um, it's not, Solid Marvel movie. Yeah, it's not It's not like A or S tier, or maybe B. It might be B, C tier, mm-hmm. but like it was solid, you know? And mm-hmm. For like a Marvel movie, it's, it's nice to see a Marvel movie in a theater again. Yeah. It's nice to like... It's been a while. Yeah, exactly. It's been like two years. Um, Spider-Man Far From Home was the last one. I yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to be one. back, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. Check it out. Um, So I guess that moves us on to Movie of the Week. Uh, this week, we have Django Unchained, 2012. Directed by our boy, uh, Quantum Tarantula. No. Uh, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. Uh, and this was... This stars Jamie Foxx, Christopher Waltz, Leonardo DiCaprio, Kerry Washington, Samuel Jackson, a lot of other people. The premise reads, with the help of a German bounty hunter, a freed slave sets out to rescue his wife from a brutal Mississippi plantation owner. Now, Tavis, right off the bat, would you say this is your favorite Quentin Tarantino movie? No. Okay. Second favorite. Okay. And Glorious Bastard still is tough. Okay. All right. It's got to right. be my favorite. So, let it's me ask It's close, you. though. Very close. For so, wh- what, what do you like? What... what when you when you think of Jingle and Shane, like why mm-hmm. why does this movie stick out to you? Well, the acting is in- unbelievable. Yes, from everybody, really. Three Everyone's to, on the top of their game. Three to four of them could have won an Oscar for that. Yeah, moment. I would agree. All right, let's let's go down this real quick. Jamie Fox is this like in his top performances? Probably, probably. I would say his so. best or his second best. Yeah, I would say so too. Um, I'm I'm trying to think. I think Ray is up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, collateral yeah, is really good, but yeah, he's definitely up there for that. Okay, Christoph Waltz, yeah. I feel like that and English Bastards are probably the two best again. I agree. Yeah. Uh, DiCaprio, yeah, again, one of his probably up ones. there. And then Samuel Jackson is the other one where I'm like, this is a top performance. It's like him. the only movie I've seen of him where I hate him. I know because every every other movie he's doing like is you know yeah. motherfucker. He's and, so good at it, right? So. And this one he's just detestable. Yeah. You know, same right. with DiCaprio. Like he's mm-hmm. despicable in this movie. So um, good at it. Yeah, no, I agree. The performances are all top tier in this. Carrie Washington too. She's I, not in it as much as you maybe think if you yeah. see your top build cast, but she's still really good. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much she learned German for that. I guess, yeah, because she she has like that one scene with Christoph Waltz like Spoken in the middle of the movie where yeah. she. It sounded good. I don't really know German. But no, me neither. But you know, it sounded all right. I mean, Christoph Waltz is fluent, so it's kind of unfair. But right. she sounded really good at it. Right. So with this being a Quentin Tarantino movie, obviously with QT, like you have. 
his main the, the main reason why you're there is for two things the dialogue and the violence and mm-hmm. i feel like with this like both of them are exactly what you need from mm-hmm. it um his writing remains spectacular mm-hmm. like the entire like i don't know middle chunk of this movie it's just them talking you're like oh man like this mm-hmm. is great mm-hmm. uh and i mean the violence the, the interesting thing i guess with me with this one is the violence in here kind of falls into two categories where mm-hmm. you have like the absolute brutal horrific like slavery violence that like, yeah. actually happened yeah. and then on the flip side you have like the satisfying you know like shoot him up violence and the yeah. fact that he's able to balance that so well mm-hmm. it's just impressive to me I yeah guess. it is no it definitely yeah they're very two distinct kinds it's like the real stuff and then they just kind of sort of like almost kill bill the way you shoot someone's head and explode like 100 <laughs> feet in the air like, okay that's fake but then right but I mean, it's, it's still kind of believable because Jamie Foxx is so good at it. But yeah, there's like, it's one of the only movies where like there's real violence. Yeah. Maybe like Reservoir Dogs, like some of the torture scenes, like, okay, this is real. But right. usually his violence is just over the top ridiculous. Yeah. Even in Inglourious Bastards, it's kind of ridiculous. Right, yeah, of course. This one kind of makes it real, which... And I think that was the right move, especially with harder. dealing with like a story with like slavery yeah. and stuff like that. Like, I feel like it was a good move for him to have that balance because otherwise, like, the movie probably would have been terrible. I don't know. It feels like that's a really delicate balance that he's Yeah, that would have been bad if it was like comical violence for slavery. Right. That wouldn't really have fit. No, that would make it awful. serious. Oh my goodness. Which yeah. I'm sure for him was kind of difficult. I remember, I've seen a few interviews about it. Like, I was very hard shooting those scenes. Some it. things you wouldn't even think about. Like, I remember one time he said, they were talking about it. They said he had to go out and hire like hundreds of extras or whatever to play slaves. And right. you have to like ask people, hey, I need you to. You know what I mean? Like, right. stand in the fields and do this, or you're gonna get whipped. You're gonna get beaten. And then, you know, it's weird, like asking someone to do right. that. Yeah, of course. I wouldn't want to do no. that. No, that sounds horrible. Yeah, even yeah. though obviously it's just for a movie, but it seems like it, it's, some... it's just with a subject matter that touches yeah. with like history that's happened. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my gosh, you don't want to ask believe... him to like redo that or right. To, the pressure that like must be on them. this man yeah. to like deliver. I mm-hmm. thought it's just impressive. Um, yeah, so. I, I, I love, obviously, the movies founded on uh, Django and Christoph Waltz's character, uh, mm-hmm. Schultz. Like, their kind of relationship. Dr. King Schultz. Dr. King Schultz. Um, I just love the whole, like, the first, like, I don't know, hour of this movie. It's just, like, him, like, training mm-hmm. Django to, like, be a bodyguard. I can watch a whole movie of just that. Right! I don't know. It just seems, like, I love the chemistry that they have is really great. Yeah. And, I don't know, the seeing Django learn how to, like, take out everyone is just so, like, mm-hmm. fun. Um, their first visit to the plantation where he's got to take, isn't the Brittle Brothers? Is that mm-hmm. what they're called? Yeah, the Brittle Brothers. Yeah, like, oh, that stuff's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I like the way you die, boy. Yeah, he shoots up. Awesome. It's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, Christoph Waltz is probably my favorite part of this movie. He's so, mm-hmm. he's, uh, I he's just can't unreal. take my eyes yeah. off of him in this. Yeah. And he's almost like, he's almost like playing kind of the same character as Hans Landa in mm-hmm. Glorious Bastards, but he's just like a good guy. Yeah. You know, like, he's smart, he's intelligent, he can take out people, but like, He's just a good guy. Yeah. Oh, yes. I like Hans Landa, even though I shouldn't like him. Right. Just because of how good he is. He's so charismatic. I don't feel bad liking Dr. King Schultz because he's actually supposed to like him. Right. And I kind of like in the movie that he starts out, which I didn't didn't really catch like when I watched it the first time a few years ago and watching it again, you know, recently, that he starts out not actually really caring about slavery. He doesn't really think it. He's like, oh, well, you know, whatever. They do it. I don't like it, but I don't really care. And he's like, you're going to be my slave for a little bit till we kill these guys. And then slowly he's like, okay, no, like, you're my friend. I don't want that. He's like, no, you know, you're free, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, he, like, absolutely detests it and yeah. wants to kill the 
slave traders and that makes it like his new like life mission is to do that he, he definitely totally goes changes. through an arc in his, yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't really remember that. i thought he was just always like that always super against it but he's not he kind of doesn't really care at the beginning it's definitely he leans mm-hmm. more against it as the movie goes on yeah. until the end like arguably that's why he kills dicaprio because is, he, like yeah. he's so sick of his shit he's like oh mm-hmm. my gosh like I had to, yeah. you know. He keeps flashing back to the dog. Right, yeah, with the dog attacking them. That's what, it, yeah, ends up shooting him for that, which right. is pretty much justified, I would say. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, by that point... Extremely justified. Well, because DiCaprio, like, he's been awful the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, And at the end, he's just petty. Like, you know, it's Southern tradition. You gotta shake my hand. And it's like, oh, my God, kill this guy. And he does it, like, yes! And then he gets blown away with that shit. And then you're like, no, he's dead! Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I love... And again, I think Tarantino, one of Tarantino's things that he does best is he builds tension really well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's known for his over-the-top violence, but, like, my favorite stuff from him, you know, Bastards, Django, Kill Bill, it all, like, there's scenes that lead up to it, just, like, mm-hmm. cranking the tension, like, all the way top-notch, and then it'll give you everything that you want. Mm-hmm. And with that dinner conversation, you know, that the main film is kind of set on, like, Samuel Jackson obviously knows that something's up from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And then he tells DiCaprio, and then there's like 20 minutes where DiCaprio knows, mm-hmm. but he, like they don't know that he knows. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, oh man, it's, know, it's really well structured, uh, I guess, with the way that, that, you know, and just events keep building on top mm-hmm. of each other, and then, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it explodes into beautiful, bloody violence. And then he slams a table and actually cuts open his hand. I know, he actually did that. Yeah. Which is crazy. They kept going for like 10 minutes of acting. I wonder how long he went until he had to go and get it stitched. And then the other thing, too, is like he rubs his hand on like Kerry Washington's face. I'm like, was that legit or didn't they like paint over his hand? I wonder wonder the exact same thing. You're right. I mean, they cut obviously later, so they could have, but it seems like it was in the moment. Yeah. It's weird they would go back and make it bloody again, which I mean, I guess they could, but who knows? I don't know. Yeah. if, If that was not scripted, I should look that up. I bet Kerry Washington was kind of like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> right, yeah. Should not look, uh, I mean, in the situation. Yeah, that's cool, but why'd you rub your blood over my face? <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't have been great. That wouldn't have been be great. a little disgusted. Oh, probably. Oh, probably. Uh, the other thing that I'm impressed with, the soundtrack of this movie has, like, a lot of, like, contemporary music. Mm-hmm. And normally I get annoyed with that, but I actually thought it fit really well. Yeah. With this, because uh, like John Legend comes out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, like, a mix of music. Yeah, and I thought that was pretty. I mean, obviously Tarantino with the soundtracks, you know, he pretty much nails it every single time. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm just impressed with a movie that takes place like you know during slavery and it's yeah. almost like a western. The, the fact that he's got like a rap song. Yeah. You know, like I, I think that's cool. Yeah, he had a couple in there. And right. Was that is that main theme? Was that written for the movie? Or yeah. For I it was written sure. for the movie. Okay, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I wasn't for sure because that'd be cool if they found an old song and made a lineup with the Django. But I wasn't sure if the, I, I assumed it was written for the movie. Yeah, yeah. The other thing too, uh, and I guess the reason why I uh, I was thinking of this is because another movie that DiCaprio was in, uh, The Great Gatsby. Did you ever mm-hmm. see that? Yeah. That movie has a soundtrack that I thought took me out of the movie. Where I'm like, you're in the 20s, but you're playing mm-hmm. like rap music. I don't know. I think yeah. that didn't work. But I guess that shows how. Uh, much of a master Tarantino is mm-hmm. in his craft. Um, yeah. I'm looking up the Oscars for it. So one, obviously, Christoph Waltz won. Yes. For actor in sporting role. And then best writing and original screenplay. Yeah. Tarantino won. That was also nominated for best motion picture of the year. Yep. Best achievement in cinematography and achievement in sound editing. So oh, yeah. Jamie Foxx was not nominated. That's, that's a not, shame. He's actually really not, good in the I movie. I figured he would have been. Yeah. He's insane. Now here, okay. So there, there is a debate that DiCaprio should have beaten Christoph Waltz. At the Oscars that year, who who was better mm, in this movie, nah, Christoph Waltz or DiCaprio? Christoph Waltz. I think so it's too. Close, but I think it should have been. I think so too. And maybe the thing is, is like Christoph Waltz is in the movie more. I mm-hmm. feel like because DiCaprio is only in that middle stretch. Mm-hmm. 
and then he dies, and then Samuel Jackson kind of takes the villain lead from him. But I think Christoph Waltz like steals the whole movie, really. I think he's just delightful. He's, yeah, I think he's the best one. I love um, his little like uh, tooth wagon that he's got with the, yeah, little, the little wiggling tooth. Yeah, it's great. I love that. I'm looking it up. So Argo beat it for best picture. Uh, which Argo's good. Argo's good. I'll accept that. Here's my biggest thing. All right, all right. Time to get in, like a little nitpick. I feel like the movie's just 20 minutes too long. I feel like there's a stretch in this movie. Django? Yeah, where, you know, uh, they shoot, Waltz shoots DiCaprio, mm-hmm. and then they shoot Waltz. Mm-hmm. And there's this whole shootout, and then Django gets, like, chained up, mm-hmm. and then he gets sent to, like, be with... Uh, with Quentin. Right, Australian <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. And then he goes back to the ranch. I feel like you could have cut that stuff out and just had a final big glorious shootout, I feel like. Right, instead of him getting captured and then coming back, yes, just yeah. staying there. Because I feel like at that point, yeah. we're already, it's already two hours and 20 minutes, and I'm like, all right, end and there's yeah. it's still good there's nothing wrong yeah. with it i'm just saying if i were to cut it i'd just cut that and then you know it would flow not get captured right yeah but then that, that and then i wish it, it's not really a problem but i wish um room hilda like had a little more of a character yeah because carrie washington was great so. in the movie mm-hmm. she's like doesn't scared. have a lot of dialogue right well she's scared in the situation mm-hmm. you know when she sees Django, it's a really cute moment mm-hmm. but she's not in, I don't know. She she doesn't seem like she has a character. She's mostly just the damsel in distress, which is mm. fine. I'm just saying I wanted a little more out yeah, of it. Yeah, I wish there more scenes of them like reconnecting. Yeah. Like, she faints and then it just cuts to the dinner scene. Right, and there's like, some that. cute moments like later, but I mean, yeah. it's not... I wish there was just more of like a release of that moment. But mm. I mean, that's really... As far as nitpicks, that's really all I have because it's Tarantino. Like the boy, mm. you know, he just... Doesn't miss. Exactly, he doesn't. And even the movies I'm not big on, like Jackie Brown or something, they're mm. still good. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I... I just respect the guy. Um, now, the other thing, too, would you say, um, what was I going to say? So, I was reading something that originally Django, Quentin Tarantino was going to put Django in The Hateful Eight as Samuel L. Jackson's character. Oh, I did not know that. I don't know if I would have liked that, because, like, everyone dies at the end of Hateful Like, spoilers for Hateful Eight, but, like, yeah. everyone dies at the end of The Hateful Eight, and I'm like, I don't know oh, if I would have liked weird. seeing him die after everything he went through, you know? Yeah. No, I wouldn't have. Yeah, I wouldn't have liked that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's better to stand alone. I like that this film's kind of standalone. Right. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, obviously there's, like, some connective tissue between all of his movies, but they're mm-hmm. very, like, vague, yeah. you know? I feel like having Jamie Foxx and Hateful Eight just would have taken me out of the yeah. movie. Like, Shango. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, Django, then I would just focus on that. Right. Time yeah, it's like, oh, it's Django 2 instead mm-hmm. of its own thing. Django 2. Right. Yeah. Well, and then we would have been robbed of Samuel Jackson in The Hateful Eight, which is one of my favorite Samuel Jackson performances mm-hmm. in that movie. Um, but, yeah. I... I I, I'm just, I'm curious as to what Tarantino's last movie is going to be, because like he's last, only doing for sure last. Yeah, he's only doing ten, and then he's dipping out. That's right. I don't know. I like. I kind of want. You don't think he can come back in like ten years after that? For I some mean, time. I'd be all for it. I'm not I against it. Nowhere movie. I wonder if that's really the end for him. I guess. I I know he wants I to think be like he'll an get author. Bored. <laughs> that, that might be the case. He yeah. Might get bored and want to come back and do it. <laughs> Or he'll just write for something. Like yeah. The directing. Right. Because, well, he wrote a Star Trek script, like an R-rated Star Trek script. Really? Which sounds awesome. That but like, sound awesome. I don't, I don't know what that's going to do. Um, and then he's been kind of telling about, like, Kill Bill 3, but I don't know if he's mm-hmm. going to do that as, like, his last movie. Probably not. I don't know. I'm, like, whatever he does, I'm obviously, you know, yeah. I've got season tickets for him. So yeah. I'll check out whatever he does. But, like, he can handle everything. He's done a Western. He's done yeah. a spy movie. He's done an action movie. He's yeah. done, like, a, just a regular Hollywood movie. Yeah. I don't know. Like. He can do anything at this point, mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah, it almost seemed like that could have been his last movie. 
Most recent ones by the time in Hollywood. Yeah, it, it, it that, the like, way that movie ends feels like very like yeah. upbeat, you know? And it kind of like just encompasses like Hollywood with right. all the movies he's done a little bit of, you know, there's little pieces of like old westerns and stuff in that. Yeah. But there's another one, so it's like, okay, maybe that, you know. Yeah, what, you're, you, you are right. Once Upon a Hollywood, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood does kind of feel like a mic drop. Yeah. But I don't know. It'll it be does. interesting to see where it's last. And uh, it goes over like all the, the industry. It's almost like a meta movie about Hollywood right. with some weird history, you know. All that stuff thrown in. I like that movie, yeah. Yeah, no, that's we'll great. Last Do you have any other notes about Jung Han Chan? Um, don't think so. Yeah? Well, hell yeah. yeah. So, oh, I, I, I do... For me, I'd put Jung Han Chan, like... I don't know if I'd have it second. I have it a little low down on the list. Mm-hmm. Only because I like Bastards. I like... Mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time, I like both mm-hmm. of the Kill Bills. But Jung Han's definitely... Up. Like, mm-hmm. again, Quentin Tarantino doesn't make a bad mm-hmm. movie. All of his are good to amazing, so... Yeah. But I, I really enjoy his stuff. Um... And if you haven't seen it for some reason, like, what are you doing? Check it out. Yeah, definitely go watch it. It's on Netflix, like, every now and then. I don't think it's, it's on there now. but like right now, I think. Yeah, but it, it is there, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It feels like it, like every it few months it's on out. there. And yeah. I'm like, oh, hey. Yeah. It's on there. I'm sure um, it's not very hard to find. Somewhere, right. Somewhere you'll find it. And even with the length, even though with my complaint of the length, like, it still flows really well. You know, mm-hmm. like, as long as you know, like, okay, this is a two-hour, 40-minute movie, mm-hmm. you're not going to feel that length. doesn't feel like it. No. Yeah. Because you're so, like, like interested in, like, the character yeah. stuff. And it's great. But hell yeah, man. Well, awesome. Uh, So we're getting into wrap-up. Um, Do you have anything that you want to shout out or promote? No, not really. Hey, you know, Don't nothing wrong with that. Don't watch the French Dispatch. That movie's going to be insane. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel, I feel like it's coming. There's a lot of good stuff coming out this fall. I'm excited for it. Yeah. All that good stuff. Um, well, awesome. So that'll do it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, be sure to tune in on any uh, place podcasts are found. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes. One of these days I'll look at them, but I'm very lazy, so I don't want to look at them. But, Kavis, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate Thank it. You. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. And, uh, yeah, take it easy. Goodbye.